wild wellness means many things to me, but one of the things that it has come to be in my life is this idea of living in sync with the seasons. And we actually have inner seasons as a guide throughout the month as women, and our menstrual cycle is definitely the anchor for that, or the moon phases, which we can anchor to on the external, but the outer seasons of nature are a guide as well. So I kind of think of it like the outer seasons offer us a general vibe, where the inner seasons offer more refinement for each day and week of our monthly cycle each month, meaning every moon cycle. And so I've noticed that most of us have a tendency towards the spring and summer energy of the cycle. And our invitation is actually to get away from this chronic summer and embrace all the seasons within and without. So in my personal recovery from adrenal issues, burnout, I started training more in alignment with both my inner seasons and paying attention to what was going on in nature and also the way that I've started to take care of myself and my well-being, this practice of living in sync with the seasons has been really important. So that's why I'm going to share with you 10 ways to live in sync with the season and this is the winter edition. And hey, by the way, if we haven't met, I'm Jenny Holbert. As a fitness coach and essential oil specialist, I'm all about helping you live and sweat in sync with nature. WILD to me actually stands for women into living their dreams, because I believe that when we take care of our bodies, we can take all the adventures and reach our goals without sacrificing our well-being. So here's the WILD Wellness Podcast. The first way we can live in sync with the winter season is to consider shorter, faster, higher intensity workouts. Now, stay with me because I'm not saying we should do shorter, faster, higher intensity workouts all the time. There is some variation to this. But if you think about what happens in the colder winter months in the Northern Hemisphere, the duration of the daylight is less. So in response to that, what if our activity is actually meant to be a little less? So I think the seasons, especially in the winter, kind of invites our movement to be a mirror in that way. So it would be shorter bouts, but at a higher intensity relative to maybe other seasons because higher intensity is going to increase circulation, increase your heart rate. It's going to increase heat in the body. And if you intermix this with lower to moderate intensity movement, you can have a good balance there. So as I said, there's variation to this. It's not always the same every single day. You should not think of doing short, high intensity workouts all the time that are always fast intervals because you'll burn out. And as women, we have cyclical bodies, as I mentioned. So there's variations to this throughout the cycle. But I think, as I said in the beginning, if we keep the outer season in mind as this guide for 
kind of the general vibe of our movement. And then we think about even what time of day we work out relative to the light, which I'll talk about a little bit. And we think about the duration of our activities that we're doing. I mean, just on a practical level, you're probably not going to feel like going for a four-hour hike in the winter as much as you do in the summer because you have longer daylight, longer chance to be outside, and have warm temperatures. I mean, yeah. A lot of us like to go for long hikes in the winter too, but just for sake of thinking about it in simplistic terms, it's the season where there's just less time outdoors in the daylight because of what is going on in nature. So if we mirror this and then we also keep in mind that inner season that we have going on as women, I think it can really help. And if you want a winter season inspired workout with me that I'll guide you on how to adapt no matter what phase of the cycle you're in and a simple and mindful connection with nature as we experience the winter solstice and all its magic, even if you're listening to this and it's after the winter solstice, this could still be really amazing for you because the winter solstice marks the beginning of that season and the shortest day of the year where we're then increasing. So it would still be valuable to you if you were listening to it after. But you can check out the Wild Winter Experience. I linked in the show notes. It's going to be part workout, part workshop, part sweaty, part spiritual, and it's virtual. So you can join from wherever you are. Plus, I'll be outdoors with the evergreen pines as a backdrop. So beautiful. Details at JennyHolbert.com forward slash wild winter. Number two, for living in sync with the winter season. Go for soups instead of salads. This one's really simple. Think of it like cold foods slow down our digestion. And we don't need more of that in the winter or, or colder months because it's a time when things are kind of slower anyway. And from an Ayurvedic perspective, it's a season of kapha energy that is dominant. And kapha is like this slow heavy energy. So our digestion can tend to get like that too. And especially if we eat cold foods. So warm foods, think soups instead of salads, just as a simple example, and make a big batch of one or two soups at the beginning of the week. Enjoy that for lunch throughout the week and you'll be good to go. I find it so much more nourishing to go for that myself versus having those cold salads. It just doesn't even sound good in the winter. Okay. Number three, to live in sync with the winter season. Think about your skincare. For me, I actually do a bit more dry brushing to boost circulation in the colder months. I pick things like grapefruit or cypress essential oil to actually put on the brush or put on my skin and then brush. And those oils are actually great for circulation and the lymphatic system. And also with moisturizing, you know, in the winter, you may go for like a heavier body butter versus a lighter oil in the summer. Currently in my body butter, I have vetiver essential oil, black spruce, and frankincense essential oil. These are root, tree, and resin oils, basically. So um, the black spruce coming from the needles, I suppose. But yeah, basically a tree, resin, root combination. Whereas in the summer, I use spearmint and peppermint a lot. They're both invigorating and cooling. And after that hot, sweaty run or being outside, it just feels so good to balance the body out with that, balance the heat. So think of opposites bringing you into balance and also like things increasing, like increases like is kind of a principle of this. So if you want more circulation and heat, then add that in. If you want to balance it out and not have too much, then you want to do the opposite of that. 
you may need to make changes on your facial skincare too. I usually go to Rose all times of year, like geranium and rose essential oils are balancing, I would say most of the time for my skin, but sometimes maybe a little bit more tea tree is needed, melaleuca. This is a drying essential oil, and sometimes I think you might need a little less. So just keep in mind which essential oils you might be using on your skin and which products you might be using in general, and know that that can change throughout the season. You know, it's really tough for me to say like what essential oils I use in my skincare because it's constantly changing and it really does depend on what's going on with my body and what's going on with the seasons of nature. Number four, warm smoothies. <laughs> does that sound disgusting? I know. Maybe you don't think it sounds disgusting. When I first thought of it, maybe I saw it somewhere. I don't even know. But when I first thought of warm smoothies, I thought that sounds gross. But I didn't want to drink a cold smoothie in the winter. So the idea of having a smoothie is just so good. And I love the way that it makes me feel, whether it's in the morning for breakfast or whether it's after a workout, but I just can't do a cold smoothie in the winter. So here's what I did and stay with me because it's actually delicious. It's so much more delicious than I thought it would be. So I just put uh, a pot on the stove with either an herbal tea blend that I've made up depending on kind of what part of my cycle I'm in and uh, or I also would do just water. So in a pot you could do herbal tea or water as your base for your liquid and then I add frozen blueberries and I let those warm up a little. So it doesn't have to be boiling water, but warm enough so that the blueberries aren't frozen anymore. And then I put that in the Vitamix with my protein powder. Sometimes I'll add a little bit of maca powder or just some other little additions, again, depending on what phase of my cycle I'm in and what I might be working on at the time, and then blend it up. And you know what's so delicious is pouring it in a mug or a bowl and then topping it kind of like a smoothie bowl with hemp seeds or homemade granola or whatever granola you love and it's delicious to then eat it with a spoon so try it if you are thinking warm smoothies sound gross I don't can't even imagine that trust me it was my thought too and it's delicious in my opinion let's move on to number five and talk about sleep Again, we have more darkness, right? It's a season where we're invited to rest, to restore, to kind of rejuvenate our energy. So staying up late past 10, 11 o'clock, that is not going to probably serve your body as well in the wintertime. Now in the summer, when it's light out past 9 p.m. where I live, it's really different to maybe stay up a little later, although I like getting up very early, so I still get to bed pretty early in the summer, uh, even if it's just just dark, and maybe depending on your schedule and what time you get up for work and things like that in the morning, uh, you know, your schedule may not change that much depending on the season either, but if there's ways that you can either get more sleep or just better sleep, in the winter. It's going to be really helpful since that is what this season is inviting us to. Now, I recorded an episode recently called Monthly Medicine, and it was on frankincense and vetiver for vata season. So I talk about in there how beneficial those two oils are for calming and grounding our nervous system. And those are two of my 
most used anchors for sleep, I would say. I have them next to my bed and I talk about in the episode how I use them, but basically those essential oils can be really helpful. So can yin yoga, feet up the wall, doing a meditation before bed. There's lots of ways you can get better sleep and you can search for past episodes on that as well. Actually, I'll link to one of them in the show notes along with the monthly medicine episode I'm talking about on frankincense and vetiver. Now, speaking of sleep and evening time, number six is to turn off the lights in the evening. All of this bright light is just so messing with our circadian rhythms and our body's ability to wind down because it's thinking, wow, it's still daylight outside. So if you are going to have some lights on at least, or, or be looking at screens, I should say, then at least look into some blue light blocking glasses, which block that blue light. And then your body can get the message more so that it's nighttime and, you know, it's time to wind down. It's not time to be at noon during the day, which a lot of times is what the lights in our house are going to communicate to the body. So turn off the lights in the evening, minimize that as much as possible, maybe pull out some candles and uh, have that just dim, lit, beautiful, serene vibe of candles. And I would recommend though that they are not scented with fragrances. I would get just natural beeswax candles and go with that since those fragrances and candles are really toxic to our respiratory system and to our space. So let's move on to number seven of living in sync with the winter season. Now moving on to this morning time. So we've talked about sleep and bedtime. Morning time. Stretch before you get out of bed in the morning. This is such a delicious treat. I usually do this a little bit more when it's colder because it's like you just want to stay in bed, especially if it's dark out and it's a little colder and you just want to stay cuddled up where it's warm. So stretching in bed can be so good. I usually kind of stretch my body back into child's pose first and then move into little bit of a pigeon pose. Just be careful. You're just waking up. Like don't stretch too deep or pull something. You know, it can be really gentle. Do whatever feels good. You can do a little side to side bend. You can do a little down dog if you want. It's a little awkward in bed as it's cushy, but it's possible. So just do whatever feels good and, and stretch a little bit. I think it helps to wake up and also instead of doing it out where it's maybe a little colder, just helps your body to warm up a little more. And I also have been loving breath work. And I oftentimes will do that in bed. And you can check out the Wim Hof method. I'll link to that too in the show notes. But that is something that I can't believe I just learned about like in the last year. It's amazing. And breath work can just be incredible to wake you up. It's good for so many other reasons, your immune system, lots of other benefits to that. But great thing to maybe practice in the morning. Number eight, get as much sunshine as possible in the winter season. Now where I live in Pennsylvania, it is not very sunny in the winter. We have a lot of cloudy days. In fact, when it like peaks out just a little like it is right now, or when it's full blown sun, it's like, oh my goodness, let's get outside. But I try my best to get as much sun as possible If you can get outside between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m., maybe it's a lunchtime walk or something like that because that's when the light is going to be the brightest. And it's just really important that we get that for our bodies and that light coming into our eyes to try to balance our systems and 
um, just get the benefits of the beautiful sun. Now, speaking of the sun, another issue with that and not getting very much sun on our bare skin like we do in the summer when our skin's more exposed and we have more sunshine is vitamin D deficiency. So in the wintertime, this is number nine, consider immune boosters like vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. Those are three research-proven supplements to be taking in the winter to support your immune system. So vitamin D, I actually take in liquid drops. I get it from Equalife, Equa.life, and I use standard process zinc or Equalife's zinc, uh, vitamin C. I honestly can't remember which ones I have of that. Uh, so I'll link to that in the show notes in case you're curious on where to get these at if you want to supplement with extra vitamin C, zinc, or vitamin D on top of your multivitamin and whatever else you might be using for supplements. And on the immune boosting note, number 10, to support your immune system, use essential oils. Essential oils are from nature. They are from the plants. And I really think it's so interesting how they're basically a built-in immune system for the plant. They have these protective qualities that really help the plant to stay in balance with everything else that it interacts with in relationship with everything else in the environment. So it helps our bodies to do the same. And if you do want to learn more about essential oils for your immune system, I would highly recommend you signing up for my workshop on creating your natural home apothecary. You can get details in the show notes. It's also at jennyholbert.com forward slash essentials. But a few essential oils, if you already are familiar with them and you have essential oils and you'd like to start using some, think of diffusing oils or using aromatically the ones um, that I'm going to mention here, like cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, citrus oils like wild orange and lemon, and then also aromatic or topical use, and actually even internal use if your essential oil is that quality. Frankincense, again, is another great one for immune support. I I could go on with a whole list of oils that are great for immune support, but let's just keep it simple and have you start with a few of the most common ones that are great for your overall immune system and its relationship with the environment and also your respiratory system. So cinnamon, clove, eucalyptus, and frankincense would be a great place to start. So my friend, there you have it. 10 ways to live in sync with the winter season. I would love to know what really resonated with you in this episode or what you still have questions about. Truly, I would love to hear from you. So you can leave it as a review when you rate the podcast or message me on Instagram at Jenny Holbert. And of course, you can check out the show notes for the links and other resources related to what I shared in this episode. That will be at JennyHolbert.com forward slash 102. Now, until we chat again, you know what to do. Go live your one wild life.